0: Welcome to another episode of the Thoughts with Lakshman podcast. My name is Lakshman Sybil. I'm a student at the Edgemont Junior Senior High School. I've taken, well, I'm currently taking actually a German course from Oklahoma State University. That's how I've studied uh, German language. Um, And I've also researched German culture, both in a professional setting and just myself. Um, In this podcast, I explore German cultural topics, And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I really just select topics I've read up on. Um, I choose ones that I find interesting and I go deeper. I dive deep into them, and, uh, I write some formal notes and analysis and then I produce a podcast. Um, I really appreciate your feedback. Um, I, it helps me improve my episodes and, uh, yeah, it's been very valuable listening to feedback recently. And if you can send more, it's really, really helpful. But let's just get straight into it. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether it's legal to escape prison in Germany. Um, why, if so, or why not. And, uh, but I may have just given away the answer, though, by, by talking about it. Because we wouldn't have, be having this conversation if it wasn't legal. Because that's what we would expect. But it actually is legal, technically speaking, to to escape prison in Germany. Um you know it's it's not legal legal, but it's legal, and I'll get into it so in Germany, they recognize the prisoner's right to escape um, um it's Germany recognizes the prisoner's right to try to escape and um if a prisoner technically escaped, but let's say they, so they escaped from prison and on the way they assaulted a police officer, well, that would be a, they, they, they would be extended, their sentence would be extended and, and that, that's a crime, they assaulted a police officer. It's, it's just solely the act of escaping. So if a, if a prisoner was able to escape without touching anyone, without destroying any property, they would then, yes, that would be legal. That's impossible. That can never happen. In order for a prisoner to escape, they have to get past security. They have to get past property in some way, shape, or fashion. That then those other crimes, as part of escaping, yeah, those remain crimes. So in reality, this law doesn't really mean anything, um, because in, in, or in practicality, because you know no prisoners can just escape in Germany. Um, it's it's not legal, in the sense that the The activities that they're going to do when they escape are not legal, but still, it's interesting. It's very interesting because Germany recognizes the right to escape, and really, it's just the it's the approach that, um. That it's it's naturally what help humans act. That they're just Germany's just acknowledging that that naturally humans are going to want to escape, and, um. It it's a basic human instinct almost, and that's kind of why they recognize it. So I think it's very interesting, um, because it it like why the question you should ask then is like, well, why why is it technically legal? Why is escaping legal if um, like what is what is the German government? What are, what are they trying to prove by this by making it legal when in reality it isn't right? Because you're gonna have to destroy property. You're gonna have to um you can't just walk out of a jail so in reality it means nothing but the the proving a point here the very fact that they would go to the go to the extent that you know that that they are and and making it and st- stating that it's legal to escape and i think from my reading i think it's it's to demonstrate that they recognize human instincts right it's it's i know we spoke about you know escaping is a natural human instinct and the government's recognizing it but I think the reason why they're make, they made it legal, um, technically speaking, again, is to demonstrate to the German people that, that, that they're more trustworthy, that they're more understanding that the German government understands humans, underst- they understand people, that it's not just robots. and you know, we understand Europe or that's, we would be the German government. They understand uh, the German people's instincts and how they behave and what's natural. And I think that's kind of why you see this law, because there's no reason for this law to exist, that, or, or this lack of a law, that escaping prison is not a crime. right? There's no reason for it at all. And in reality, it is a crime, because you're going to have to commit other crimes. So it has no impact. Um, and that. So there has to be a point that the German government's trying to demonstrate, and that's what I think it is. It's trying to con- connect with the German people... And to, and let them know that they recognize basic human instincts, their understanding of human behavior, and I think that's kind of why they did it. Um, and that's interesting, because especially in Germany, right, after unification, especially with East Germans, there's lots of distrust of government, um, especially with East Germans. There's lots of distrust in government. I mean, you could say with West Germans there still is uh, some distrust of government, but um, or there's some trust of government there still is also a lot of distrust in government from West Germans, and that 's just simply from german history i mean if you look at under the Third Reich, if you look at the g d r in, in East Germany, there's a lot of mistrust by Germans in their government and by you know, by making this by highlighting this lack of a law, you know the German governments in my opinion i, th- I believe they 're trying to extend they 're trying to get Say to their people that, hey, we're trustworthy. And um, that's what I think it is. That's my interpretation of it. Um, just a little bit more history with the topic. Um... You know, the, the approach of legitimizing escaping from confinement is not entirely new to Germany. Um, you know, Francisco Suarez, um, who, you know, who lived between the 16th and 17th centuries in Granada, um, Granada is, is Spain, um, it's a city in Spain, he considered. He said that a person had a full right to escape, with the sentence received was very harsh. in the jail where he was where he was in prison was unhealthy. Um, and he based his opinion on the natural law, arguing that you know above the laws of man, that everyone has the duty to protect their lives first. So you can see the justification for that, right? And and I don't think you know the German government's really trying to emphasize that they they understand the justification of it, of or or their. Or that you know they're recognizing that each individual must protect their life first, and I, like if they are obviously recognizing that they're recognizing basic human instincts. But I think they're trying. There's there's a I think their motive is truly to to gain trust with the uh, with the German people. Um, you know, Milanese Cesar um He's another scholar. Um, he's he advocated for the abolition capital punishment is ineffective and it also violated the principle of the unavailability unavailability of human life um you know Beccaria was was not in favor of imprisonment for life for torture you know it it, he basically felt that the harshness of the sentence um was what made sure that the offender didn't break the law in the future not re-educating the offender and that goes into another thing um you know, the prison system in Germany now emphasizes re-education and, and development more so than it does in the United States. And, you know, it's something I did a project on for English last year. Um, it, it is, um, there, there could definitely be more resources for, utilized for um, education after prison in the United States um, or education in prison for for life after prison in the United States. And Germany has, has recently improved that, but still it was a major problem for many, many years. Um, I mean, as I said earlier, in, the escape is legal in Germany as long as there's no crime committed. Um, but still, doesn't ever seem, doesn't seem likely. You know, there was actually a time not i mean not that far away, but you know the law of escape was in force and uh it it was not official but still many, um, many many prisoners were able to escape in in germany in the twentieth century um or in the nineteen hundreds in nineteenth century too um late nineteenth nineteen hundreds Late nineteenth century. Sorry about that. Late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. But, um, I mean, with Victor Hugo, he his account. I um, mean, I'm just gonna read it. So he said at the end of that same year, and just background on Victor Hugo, he was a, uh, he was starving to death, and he stole a loaf of bread, and he was sentenced to five years in prison. So that's an, another interesting example, right? Because. The law of natural order. Everybody, every human being, takes action to protect their own life, right? Well, Victor Hugo, he stole bread because he was starving to death, and he was sentenced to five years in prison, which is extremely harsh for that. Um, I'm going to read his account. So, at the end of the same fourth year, his term, or actually no, Victor Hugo is the uh, Vic- Victor Hugo is the author. So his his account is of Jean Valjean. Who Who stole the bread, but at the end of that same fourth year, his turn came for evasion. His comrades helped him as they usually do in that sad mansion, and he escaped. He wandered free in the countryside for two days, if it is free to be persecuted, to turn his head at every moment and at the slightest noise, to be afraid of everything of the path of the trees of sleep in the night of the second day, he was taken prisoner. He had not eaten or slept for thirty-six hours. The court sentenced him for this crime to a surcharge of three years. In the sixth year, it was also his turn for evasion. At night, the round found him hidden under the keel of a ship under construction. He resisted the guards who took him, evasion and rebellion. This fact, foreseen by the special code, was punished with a surcharge of five years, two of them of double chain. The tenth one had his turn again and took advantage of it, but he was not better off. Three more years for this new attempt. Finally, the 13th year, he tried again his escape, and he was caught at 4 o'clock. Three more years for these three hours, to- total 19 years. In October 1815, he was released. He had entered pr- prison in 1796 for having broken a glass and taken a loaf of bread. That's really interesting. There's a lot to absorb there. Um, he's originally in prison for taking bread and breaking glass, and because of his escape attempts... He ends up spending 19 years in prison. This is an example of a nonviolent criminal um, who who spends a lot of time in prison. And, and there's definitely been a recent um, focus on nonviolent criminals, and perhaps spending more. And obviously, this was in 1796, between 1796 and 1815. So the the technology, the the resources aren't aren't the same level. But um, there's definitely a, a, a modern discussion on. You know, nonviolent criminals and ways to educate them because they're, they're more likely to have a positive impact in society compared to other inmates in prison. Another cool part about this is uh, I was looking through my notes the prisoners clothes if they were to escape in Germany those clothes belong to the state so that's um they're, they're stealing those clothes they're being a thief there if they escape with the clothes on. So they'd have to take off their clothes, but escape. But nudity is also um, illegal. So it it's really is, they try to make it as difficult as possible because they're aware of the law, uh, the German government is. But I still think, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's very interesting. I think they are trying, this was trying, this was an attempt, I should say, to establish trust and, and more connection with, their, with the German people um, by understanding, by saying that we understand your human instincts. To escape prison, but in most countries in the world, it's really just ignored because there is a human instinct to escape, um, but it's ignored in most countries in the world, and that's interesting. And especially considering Germany's history, uh, the distrust of government by their own people, uh, that, that's interesting. That makes it it makes it very um, understandable why they would, um, you know, act this way. But yeah, thank you for uh, listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, I appreciate it. If you're interested in this type of content, like, subscribe so you see more. I'm going to be continuing to produce more German culture content. Um, and also, I'm sorry, this podcast is a little shorter. Um, I ended it a little earlier because, one, we covered the topic quite well, and two, there's a lot of noise outside my house, and I, I want to make sure that I provide as quality experience as possible for, for the listeners. And also give feedback by the way. If you give feedback, it's very useful to me and I really appreciate the feedback I, I received recently. So yeah, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you're interested in reading more about prison escape in Germany, there's all sorts of literature online. Um you can even read a couple studies that actually focused on uh you know, the prison escape and the likelihood based on the conditions in the prison. So yeah uh thank you for uh, listening to the podcast and uh goodbye.